Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. Our mission is to reach, teach, and baptize throughout the world, beginning in our community, fulfilling the Great Commission by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit until Jesus returns. That simply means we're here to reach irreligious people and turn them into lifelong devoted followers of Jesus, equip them for a place of service in the church, and send them out on a mission for Christ in the world. We're glad you're with us today. I command blessings on you and your family today. the difference. God's chemical laboratory of redemption. Blood. What makes the difference is what changes us, what cleanses us, what gives us a right standing with God. The Trinity is hard to explain. In some cases, when you think of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, three in one, just that sound is confusing. But if you think of it like this, God was the creator, and he appeared from creation up until the presentation of the Son. The Son was the sin bearer. He became the seeable image of the invisible God. 
and the Holy Spirit lives in our hearts and our minds and our, and our wills to bring things to remembrance, to show us things to come, to make Jesus real to us. But it takes them all. But it was the work of Jesus that gives us access to all that we have through the Father and by the Holy Spirit. God has a word for us this morning as we come into this month, February. I want to talk a little bit about relationships as we go into it, different aspects. So I want to speak this morning on the first thing I want to talk about. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you today for loving us and blessing us, keeping us by your power, for forgiving us of our sins, for healing us in our brokenness, for raising us again from our slumber, and causing us to want to be again in the presence of our brothers and sisters and in your holy presence in the house of prayer. Thank you for the worship opportunity this morning. Thank you for songs and scripture and prayers. And now thank you for word. We pray that you would speak the word to us today. Bless us with it. Bless us with the understanding of the truth as you give it. Speak it so clear, speak it so deep that our lives will be transformed and changed. Lord, we don't know what to say without you, but with you there is a word. Bless now. You're human as you lift him out of self and fill us again with the Holy Spirit. Speak to us and through us. Bless the words in our mouth, meditations on our heart, that it may be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you this morning to turn with me to the New Testament Gospel of Matthew. Familiar verse of Scripture. I'm just going to read one verse in your hearing this morning. And it's in the seventh chapter of Matthew's Gospel. It's the twelfth verse. Matthew 7, verse 12. The Word of God says, Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. But this is the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. I want to talk this morning about how do you treat other people? How do you treat other people? Moving into the month of February, month that characterized by love. People talk about love and people want love and people need love. People want relationships, people need relationships. We were made for relationships. But the strange phenomenon in our world is that many relationships don't last. They, they don't last because we skip steps. We skip the friendship phase and we go to the romantic phase. Or we put too much emphasis on one aspect of it and not understand the building blocks that are necessary 
to build and sustain long-term relationships. I'll be honest with you this morning that I, I know that all of us have need of somebody in our life. Man was not made to be alone. As a matter of fact, God said, that's the only thing God said wasn't good. He said it wasn't good for man to be alone. Everything else, he said it was good when he made it. But this particular relationship, he, he looked at it a little different. And so what I want you to do today is to look at this one verse. You, you've seen this verse. You've heard this verse. Maybe not in these terms, but when you were a kid somewhere, you heard of something called the golden rule. And the golden rule simply is the basis of this verse. And it says, do unto others, and we put it like you've heard it, as you would have them, what? Do, un, do unto you. I'm, and I, I promise you, this, this, is, this, is, this is a powerful situation here. I, I know you think, when you hear that, you say, well, you know, people just don't do me like I do them. Or people won't treat me like I treat them. Is there anybody here that ever felt that way? All the time. I know when I look back at my life, I, I've tried to be more of a friend to other people than they ever have tried to be to me. And I know, I know I'm not by myself. I know you know it too. I mean, whether it's homeboy or sister girl or whoever it was, you tried to be more to them than they returned to you. But, but the news here this morning is it's our responsibility not to worry about how other folk treat us. But it is our responsibility for how we treat other people. And, and, and I recognize that that's hard. I, I know it is. It's, it's simple. But it's profound, it's deep. When you, when you think about it, it it's simple. It, it doesn't even take much to say, treat other people the way you want people to treat you. Or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That, that's so simple, but it carries at the root of it the basis of every relationship that you'll ever have in your life. And when that's not understood and when that, more importantly, is not practiced, that's what creates all of the problems that ultimately surface in whatever relationship it is, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's you and boo. And I don't care what kind of boo it is. It's still going to come down to this, this understanding. See, this verse of scripture is twofold. It is, it is both a command and it's a principle. And by principle, I mean rule. It's, it's principle, principle, P-L-E. Principal is a person. Principle is a rule of thumb. First, it's a command by Jesus. Jesus is saying something here. Listen, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. The first recorded sermon by Matthew in the Gospels of what Jesus said. 
And it encompasses Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, and Matthew chapter 7. Now, in, in the early parts of the sermon, Jesus was talking about the relationship upward to God. But now, at this stage in the sermon, he's talking about relationships with other people. Outward, the horizontal relationship, the vertical relationship is how we relate this way to God. And that's usually not our problem. Our problem is when we have to relate horizontally to other people. You know, and, and what, what, what he's saying here, he started off in chapter 7. He said, listen, let me, he, he speaks it two ways. He said, it's a negative side and it's a positive side to this. He said, the negative side in chapter 7, verse 1, he said, don't judge folk. Don't be so critical of other folk. He, 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 let me put it like he put it. Judge not that you be not what? Judged. He said, how in the world you going to judge somebody else and tell somebody to get that little speck out your, their eye and you got that great big two by four hanging out your eye. And, and, and you know that that's what, that's what happens. In relationship, we can always see somebody else's stuff. But we miss our own. We, we, we can see the little speck that's wrong with other folk. And we can't see this big old board hanging <laughs> out of our own eye. So he was stating it negatively then. Don't judge. Don't criticize. Don't be that kind of way because those kinds of things ruin relationships. What he says then in the positive, he gives a command. He says, do it. And, and, and it becomes not only a, a, a command, but it becomes a principle. It becomes the basis for how you should live your life. Now, you know, listen, you know, you, you know, people, when they're trying to get in a relationship, when they're trying to, like, like the boys would say, when they're trying to hook up, people, people play games when they hook up. They got the heavy rap. They got all kinds of things. Man, when a, when a guy is trying to meet a girl, when he's trying to get a girl, boy, he would go through all kinds of stuff. I mean, he'll write poetry. He'll sing songs. He'll give her flowers. When there ain't no flowers, he'll pick them out the yard. But once he got the job done, then all that go away. The girl be going, what happened? Why you treat me like that? Well, it, it comes down to because we miss the basis. The principle is how you live. And how you live is based upon how you are willing to treat other people people are you willing to treat other people right and the way you would want to be treated man when you can learn how to treat people the way you would want to be treated that becomes the number one building block for building godly relationships it becomes the basis for building strong relationships. It becomes the basis for building long-term 
relationships. Can I say a word to my brothers here? First and foremost, man, man think that man, the basis of the relationship is how good and how skilled he is. But what happens if you have an accident? Oh, Lord, y'all don't want to hear that. What, what, what happens if, if the bicycle you ride on, you, you hit that bar? <laughs> Are you playing ball? And one of those foul balls <laughs> wind up in the wrong spot. <laughs> and you can't go. See, then it's over. Long-term relationships are built on how you treat folk. People may not remember anything you say to them but they will never forget how you make them feel. I mean, this, that, that's not just, that's not boy, girl, or girl, boy. That's, that's people, period. And that's what's at stake here. How many relationships, can I ask you that question? How many relationships do you have that's like that? How many, how many relationships can you name right now where, where people really treat you? How many people can say that I know somebody who really trusts me and that I really trust. How many people can say that there are people that I have absolute confidence in? How many people can say that I have people in my life that I know who will support me? How many people can say that I have people in my life who are strong encouragers to me? People who I know I can count on to pray for me are people who I know if I need something that they got it and they'll come through for me. I mean, honestly, can, can you really think about that? I mean, it's, it's it, you know, be honest with you, that list gets smaller the longer you begin to lay out these kinds of things. Now, all of us can probably say we know somebody that admire us or that like us but, I mean, when you're talking about deeply counting on that you have confidence in, how many relationships like that do you know? And, well, let me put it another way. Let me ask it to you another way. How many people do you act that way toward? Hello, that's a different question. It's one thing when you are on the receiving end. But how many people are, are counting on you, are looking at you and saying that they can count on you to be there, to stand with, to support, to be all of that, that you feel that way towards? How many folk can you say, look at you and understand that you are the, you're the macaroni, <laughs> not the spaghetti? <laughs> The macaroni. <laughs> I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But let me say it this way. Because you need to understand something. You can't get enough things in life that's going to make you happy. You can't get enough money. Somebody said, please, let me try. But <laughs> well, let me tell you what rich people say. If you ask a rich person, how much money is enough? And they'll say, always a little bit more. 
because you can't get enough money. You can't get enough material things. You can't get enough clothes. You can't get enough house. You can't get enough cars. You can't get enough of all of those things. And you can have all of those things, but if you don't have somebody, those things don't mean anything. Do you, do you see how miserable people who are rich and famous are? Man, just look at the Kardashians. I don't want to call nobody name. Got all kinds of stuff, but can't ever be satisfied with nothing or nobody. Because it's not things that make life. Life is not about things. Life is about relationships. And the quality of those relationships. And, and, and who, who's including that? That, that, could be, that could be family. I mean, man, listen, I, I don't like to say it like this, but I've seen families torn up where relationships are just bad. Can't be in the same room. Getting ready to have a funeral one day, man. And I just step up there. And say, hey, calm down, because family was ready to go to war. Relationships. And, and it was based upon, when I learned later, it was based upon how one family member felt that they were being treated or not being treated by others. Friendships. Friendships that uh, my ride and die. My homeboy, my homegirl, my sorority sisters, my frat bro, but they fall out because of the way someone has been treated. Relationships, and they stand at the altar and they pledge, I promise to do it till death do us part. But then death comes quicker <laughs> because of the way they are treated. See, listen, listen to what Jesus is saying. Treat them the way you would want to be treated. He's talking about a positive action, not a negative reaction, but a positive action. You take the lead in doing for others and doing unto others. You know, as a little catch to this, you know, it's important to understand what the verse is saying, but you know, we don't want to hear what the verse is saying. We like to try to interpret the verse based upon what we do. We say, but I don't lie, I don't steal, I don't cheat, I don't do, and I don't, and I don't. It's not about what you don't do. It's about what you do do. <laughs> How do you treat people for real. See, even unbelievers can not lie. Even people who don't, never heard of Jesus cannot steal. People who don't know the Lord cannot do certain things and have the same pedigree. But this is not based upon that. This is based upon how you treat people. And there's a little, little catch to this thing. How do I want people to treat me, see? That's the issue. And let me give you a little homework. Let me give you a little homework right here. If you really want to know, and I don't think most people have really ever thought about it, and that's why it doesn't happen all the time, is because we really don't think about how we want people to treat us. And most of the time, we react 
because someone has not treated us a certain way. And it becomes a failed expectation. And when someone failed us by not living up to what we had expected, then we're ticked. But the issue here is how do we want to be treated? Have you ever thought about that? Then here's the homework assignment. Make a list. Make a list of how you want to be treated. Do you want people to enjoy you? Put that down there on your list. I want people to enjoy me. I want people to respect me. I want people to love me. I want people to talk to me. I want people to please me. I want people to whatever it is that you would want to be treated. I tell you, that's different. Because what you need to understand is what you write on that list and what you say is what you want people to do to you. You are also at the same time saying that's how I expect to treat other people. You want to be respected? Do you respect others? You want people to ask you favors? Do you provide favors? You want other people to tell you the truth? Do you tell them the truth? You want people to be honest with you? Are you honest with others? I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just breaking it serious, y'all. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you. You've got to understand, this is deep. This is real. This is the basis of it. Hey, come here, come here, come here. Come here. You, you take a young couple. They got married. Just got married. Why are they so in love? And, 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 and the young wife, she decides, oh, oh I'm going to bless my hubby today. I'm going to fix him something. Special. I've never tried this menu, this, this recipe before, but I'm going to fix it for him. And she goes to the store and she shops and she gets all of the ingredients and she's bubbling around in the house and just going through all of the stuff. And he comes home and, and she plates it up and serves it and then she sits there to watch his reaction. And he goes, what in the hell? Now, is, is, that, is that fair? Is, is, is that fair? Or, 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 or he began to criticize it. It got too much salt in it. This, this ain't good. And then before you know it, he's throwing it at her. Is that fair? It becomes the basis of poisoning the relationship. Uh, 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 suppose, suppose we're getting ready to go out. You're going, you're going out. Going out on the evening. And you go in the closet and you put on, you pull out the little outfit that you want to wear. And, and, and you come out and you say, um, what about this? And he said, you going to wear that? Is that fair? Is that the way you want to be treated? What, what about you, bro? You, you, you go, you going somewhere with her and she's already dampened down and you pull out the little outfit and you pull out your suit and, and you come around the corner thinking you're looking good and she said, you finna wear that ugly tie. <laughs> and as the children would say, and that's when the fight starts. <laughs> and, and, and before you know it, what would have been a good experience turns into a bad experience. 
and, and what is the basis of it? What is the underlying problem? It's how you were treated and how you felt that you were treated. Can I help you understand what Jesus is saying here? Jesus said, listen, you are somebody. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He's talking about you are influencers. And you're never more salty and you're never more radiant than when you learn how to treat other people the way you would want to be treated, not how they treat you. See, we live with this. We, you got to understand this world in which we live in, this world in which we live in ascribes to the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. You live among selfish, self-centered people. People have been bound only on one thing, on what pleases me. Forget you. And if it's not about that, then see you. I mean, and I'm serious, man. This, 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 I've seen young people break their parents' heart because they've had that mindset. I, I, I've seen people break one another's heart. I've seen people, man, who have been tight. I'm talking about real tight. Fall out over that. I've seen people who loved one another deeply. All of a sudden, no longer. See, the, 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 you, 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 when you end up in, in court and they say uh, irreconcilable difference, the truth is there's no real irreconcilable difference. Really, the deal is an unwillingness to reconcile. Because pride and selfishness set in. And people dig in their heels, and they say, I ain't going to take it. And you ain't going to treat me like that. Now, listen, please don't misunderstand. I'm not asking nobody to be bombarded. I'm not asking nobody to be abused. I'm not asking nobody to accept that kind of behavior as being natural, normal, or right. But I'm telling you that you can be proactive, and you can take the lead. You can confuse the world. And you will confuse the world when you treat them the way you would want to be treated as opposed to the way they want to treat you. When you show up and you show someone kindness and you know that they are continually trying to show you foolishness and the wrong side, they want you to see their hinder side. And you're trying to show somebody the God side. It will confuse them. It will because, you see, God steps in. God is involved in this. Jesus said, you obey. You do what I tell you to do, and I got your back. I'll take care of you. But let me help you understand very quickly. You cannot do this without the Lord. You, you cannot love people who don't love you without God. You can't treat people well who are not trying to treat you well without God. Because let me tell you the truth, there's enough naturalness that's left in all of us and that naturalness will so come out. Is there a Sally or Susie in here who will tell the truth? I know that's not your real name. I didn't want to call your real name. But you know that there's enough naturalness in you. 
Is there a Johnny or Willie or Ralph in here today who will tell the truth that there's enough naturalness that's still left in me? Even though I got a God heart and a God smile, there's still some of that old nature that did not die as dead as I would have liked for him to be. And when you push him, oh Jesus, no, we're in church. They don't want to tell the truth. God, they don't want to witness. They don't want to be honest. They want to pretend. They want to sit here and make people think that they're all of that in a bag of chips. And God, you and I both know that that's not the truth. We all have some raw nerves. And if you push the wrong one, you don't know who you messing with. <laughs> you gone too far now, Junior. <laughs> Let me help you understand. Even though I've been blood washed <laughs> and fire baptized, I will still mop this floor. <laughs> I will still kick, kick, kick. <laughs> I just want you to understand the basis of living, the basis of a relationship, how to treat other folk. Man, and, 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 and I'm telling you, all of, all of the other things, all of the flowering things, all of the wonderful things would never get there if you miss this. And, and, and the problem is, and young ladies, you got to understand, you can't be so willing so quick without understanding how to be, be, make sure that you're treated well. And brothers, you got to understand too that the goal is not to collect scalps. The goal is to be friends and learn how to be malleable. It's, it's all right. I know we live in a world of gangster rap. And I know we live in a world of great disrespect where all of the songs and all of the music is talking about people and putting people down and not respecting anyone. And we feel that that's the mantra that we should take and that's the language that we should come with. But when you come like that, you poison or stop any development from ever getting underway. The girl grow up in a godly home, 18, 19, 20 years, and walk out of that home with values and understanding and truths that her daddy has pounded in her head and her mama has drilled in her spirit, it's not going to be a whole lot of that stuff she's going to be able to take. And even the girls today, man, have gone gangster. <laughs> girls today, man, ain't nothing like the girls we know coming up. Well, it's, a different, it's a different day, huh? I pray for my children and grandchildren, man. I don't know what, what's up with that. But I know this. I know that, 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 that when boys are raised well, too, and you got to know that some of us still try to raise men. Some of us try to tell our young men how to be men. 
and how to have value, that it's all right to open the doors for somebody, that it's all right to pull out a chair sometime for somebody, that it's all right to say okay and please and thank you. Some of us try to raise men. Some of us want to send our sons out into the world and grandsons out into the world having some type of value system, some kind of solidness that they can stand on so they don't have to hold their head down and be ashamed of how they behave themselves. And it's unfortunate that they can't always find someone who can accept that. So we got to understand, baby, this is the reason. This is the reason. that. Do you know the statistics today? The statistics today say one out of every two or 50% of all relationships end. And, it, and I'm telling you, it ends because the foundation was never established. To treat him for with dignity and with respect. Treating people the way that they should be treated. Treating people the way God would want a person to be treated. And I just can't say enough that we got to go back to the old landmark in some ways. We got to go back to these respectful kinds of behaviors. It's all right, man, to teach your children to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. It's all right to do that. We would learn, we were taught that, that anyone that was older than you deserved that respect. Mom would say things like, respect these gray hairs on my head. And, and you know, but now kids just talk to their parents any kind of way. No! I wish you would have said no to my daddy. <laughs> Woke up next week sometime. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, you know, this, this, is, this is church, y'all. This is the truth. It's what needs to be told. We don't want to tell the truth. We don't want to tell people that they need to love folk, that they need to respect people. Look, regardless of what you think about me, you know, people will criticize you, and they're going to criticize you if you do right. They're going to criticize you if you tell them the truth. They're going to criticize you if you're trying to love them. They're going to criticize you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to call you weak and chump, you know, and all of that kind of thing like that. Call me whatever you want. I'm responsible for me. And I want to be the best version of me that I can be. And that's what we all ought to want. We all ought to want to be the best version of you that you can be. I'm not ashamed of my faith. I'm not ashamed that I've been changed. I'm not ashamed that God has come by and has done some things in my life. That he's, that he's moved in a new way and that he's continuing to move in a new way. He has moved, but he ain't through moving. He's still got a work to do. I'm a sign that, well, a sign that said I've been changed, but I'm still under construction. I'm not there yet. Be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. When God gets through with me, then I shall come forth as pure gold. Yeah, I, everything might not be the way I wanted to be, but it ain't like it used to be. Oh man, I remember a day when it was raw, when it was on all of the time. But I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for his saving power. I thank God for his blood washing, cleansing power. Thank him for seasoning my speech, changing my mind, my heart. I want to treat people the way 
I want to be treated. I want to go out every day with my head erect. I like to deserve all men's respect. But here in the struggle for fame and power, most of all, I want to be able to like myself. But I can't like myself unless I'm living at the highest plane that I can live on. Can't like myself unless I'm treating other people the way I want them to treat me. I don't want to be known as somebody who's trying to hurt somebody just to hurt somebody. I don't want to be a hateful person just to be hateful. That's not who I am. That's not who God has made me. And that's not the way I'm going to behave, regardless of how anybody else may choose to behave. That's the change. That's the basis. That's what God wants. See, God has given a formula. God has given a plan for successful living. And, 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 and it starts with taking the principles of this word. As he said to Joshua, meditating on it day and night. When you get this word down in you, the word down in you will do something to you. The word down in you, it, it, it'll change how you see things. The word down in you will, will, will change how you feel about things. The word down in you will change what you say out of your mouth. See, there was, was a man once who went to the doctor, and the doctor said, stick out your tongue and say, ah. And the man stuck out his tongue and said, ah. The doctor said, why is your tongue so white? See, it's not about the color of your tongue. Your tongue physically will say what is going on with you physically. But what comes out of your mouth will say what's going on with you spiritually. When the Lord has got a hold of your heart, and when the Lord has changed your heart, then he will change how you feel about other people. And I, I know, I know we live in a world, I know we live in a world where it's shotgun crazy, Uzi control, AK-47s, cut you down, shoot you down, kill you, all of that. But people in church are killing folk more than folk in the street because we're assassinating people's characters and we're ruining people because we don't want to deal with them in godly ways. But it's time for the church to be the church. And regardless of what job you go on, again, it's like my mother said, when you leave home, she would say stuff like, don't you leave out of him. You better remember you represent me. And wherever you go, don't have nobody call me telling me you have disrespected them. It was old, those days, see, if somebody from the church called and said you were doing it, you were doing it. Even if you wasn't doing it. God bless my brother's soul resting in heaven. I remember one time, man, somebody from church called and said he did something he really did not do. But, but he couldn't dispute that with my mother. My mama said, you calling me so-and-so a lie? <laughs> and he said, no, 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 ma'am. Because he knew he couldn't do that. And so he ended up taking punishment. 
for something that he actually did not do. And I want you to know there are times when you might take punishment, when you might have to go through a fire that you didn't build. You might have to go through a trial that wasn't of your making. You may have to go through a level of criticism and, and misunderstanding that you just cannot explain. But it'll be all right because God sees it. And if God sees it and it's all right with him, it's got to be all right with me. If God allows you to get away with it, so be it, more power to you. God loves you today. God cares for you. And I just want you to know that what I'm describing, you can't do on your own. You can't live like this on your own. The old song said, I tried it over and over and over. But I found out there is no other way to live without you. I can't do it. I can't do it. But with you, God, I can do it. Somebody said, how, how have you managed, Pastor? How have you managed to stay in one church for 36 years? How did you manage to stay in the school system for 26 years? God, that's who. That's who. Lied on sometimes. Mistreated. Talked about. Undermined. But that's all right. Because I know God got it. God doesn't let me hold things against people because that's the way I want to be treated. If I mess up, forgive me. If you mess up, I'm going to forgive you. If I don't say it right, overlook me. If you don't say it right, guess what? I'm going to overlook you. But even if you don't, I still have a responsibility of treating you the way God said. Listen, listen, I'm done. I'm done, but listen to what he said. He said, all things, whatsoever, that means whatever situation you are in, do unto others, treat other people the way you would have them treat you. Make your list. Go home. Write it down. Put down all of the ways that you would want people to treat you. And remember what you're saying when you do it. That this is the way that I intend to respond to others regardless of how they respond to me. See, a Christian is not one who say he is a Christian. A Christian is one who lives the truth of what Jesus has said. And to be disobedient to this command would be disobedient to Jesus. And to obey this command would be to demonstrate true faith and submission to the will of God in your life. So I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you're here today, you never trusted Jesus as your Savior, listen. We live in a mean world. 
We live in a hateful world. We live in a confused world. We live in a world where people want to get down. I remember once I was at school principal, I had a teacher. I said something to her one day about grades because all of the kids in her class were failing. And I said, listen, uh, something is wrong with this. All of the kids are failing? You mean nobody can get this right? And she got smart with me. She said, uh, they didn't get my lesson. I said, well, it's not really them. That's the fault then, is it? I said, it suggests that something is wrong with your teaching methodology. And she said one of those words. I still remember one or two. So I came back with one of my own. And she laughed at me. She said, now, Reverend Wesley. <laughs> she said, you must remember that you cannot be as low down as I can be. And I said, you're right. I give. I give because I knew that I was going down the wrong trail for me. And so I backed away from it. I've learned there's no other way to do it without God. You can't do this. You can't take persecution. You can't take criticism. You can't take assassination. You can't take crucifixion without God. So I want to just give you the invitation now. If you're here today, that's this side of Christianity. It's not just all loving and dubbing. Sometimes it's taking stuff you don't want to take, but that's God's way. And if you want God's way, God is willing to come into your heart. He'll forgive you, he'll bless you, and he'll give you the courage and the strength to be able to do what you can't do on your own. Doors of the church are open. Anytime during the singing of the song, give God your heart, give one of these your hand, and learn how to treat other people.
know, is there anybody in here who think you can live treating other people the way you would want to be treated without Jesus? You can't do it. Hey friends, this is your friend again, Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm back again to talk about this book. We've introduced this book to you before, and we want to tell you a little bit more about it today. We want to talk today about the impact that materials can have. All of us are impacted by something. We're impacted by experiences. We're impacted by things that we have heard and seen and experienced in our life. And this book really shares a lot of the impact that has been made in my life through 48 years or 45 years of being married, 50 years of being with the same lady. And I tell you, when I first got married, there were a lot of things I just did not know. But over the years and over the times, I've gained tremendous insights. And I've written down those insights and made them available in this book. Friends, in addition to the book that we have been discussing, So You Want to Be Married, I've also been fortunate enough to share insight and impact through other books that we have written. The first book that we ever wrote was When God Changes a Church, It Becomes the Church for the Unchurch. The second book is a very important book, Pathways to Church Growth, Reaching the Unchurched. And the third book, Everybody Deserves a Good Funeral. I've seen so many funerals, I've participated in quite a number, and there are mistakes sometimes that are made. This book gives great insight and comfort to those who are going through the process. And finally, the book that we're featuring today, So You Want to Be Married. Follow the prompts on the screen and find out how these impactful books may also impact your life. Friends, this is Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. We really appreciate all of the love and support that you have shown to us through these broadcasts. We've been hearing from people and our friends all over, and we want you to pray about being a supporter and a prayer partner and a supporter of this television ministry. If you believe the Holy Spirit has ministered the Word of God to you and you'd like to see this ministry continue and to share it with your friends, please consider being a supporter. Follow the prompts on the screen. We would love to hear from you.